are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles radio show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling A Most Haunted House, Gavin Lee Davis. Welcome, my name is JL Davis, author of the best-selling Haunted Horror of Haverford West and founder of theparanormalchronicles.com. Welcome to episode 2 of our series exploring the paranormal and spiritual world. And our Paranormal Chronicles series is brought to you by sick-books.com, home to amazing books based on the paranormal and the spiritual. Visit www.sick-books.com and explore a universe of possibility. We hope you enjoyed episode one, where we chatted to the author of Raising Faith, Clear Waters, on her experience of raising a child psychic medium. And if you haven't listened to it yet, then please do. It is a must listen, especially if you are a parent. It will open your eyes to something possibly extraordinary. Remember to like, subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode on tonight's show. We will be asking one of the most controversial questions we can ask. How old is mankind really? Can we believe what we have been told about our past? More and more ancient artifacts are contradicting what we have been told. Were we part of an older, more advanced race? Did we visit the moon and beyond thousands of years ago? How does that make you feel? Dave Dominguez, a resident of El Paso, Texas, delves deep into this mystery on this episode. Dave is a former law enforcement officer who's been investigating paranormal events and mysteries for many years. He's a broadcaster on Event Horizon Online Radio and longtime collaborator to the Paranormal Chronicles. And he is currently working on a book about his time during his law enforcement days and the strange events that he witnessed. His theories on this show will blow your mind. If you have any thoughts on this show's topic or wish to share your own experiences, then find us on Facebook as The Paranormal Chronicles, on Twitter at Paracron, on Instagram at The Paranormal Chronicles, or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com. I want to hear from you. After this interview, there's your chance to win Haunted Horror of Havard West, so listen in for that on with the show. So, Dave is going to be talking about ancient civilizations and that the world may be a lot more older than we think. How are you, David? I'm doing great, Gabby. How about you? Oh, it's absolutely great to have you back on the show, David. You are, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the most knowledgeable people I know on a variety of paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual subjects. Thank you, Gabby. I, you know, I, I really appreciate you having me on. And, you know, today... You know, this is a subject that I've always been interested in. I've always been very passionate about. Yeah, I, I believe that humans, mankind, is a lot older than what the, the mainstream science community would want you to think. You know, if, if, if you look at it and if you think about it, you try to wrap your head around how old we are. Science says that humans are about 150, 200,000 years old. And our history, you know, all those thousands of years and our history didn't start till just right around the time of the Egyptians, maybe a little before that, towards the end of the last ice age. Now, what you're trying to tell me is every other animal on this planet took millions of years to evolve, yet man only evolved within 150,000 years. That doesn't make sense to me. I think that we're a lot older. I think that we evolved and we've been around possibly a million years, maybe a million and a half, two million years. Because there's some religious circles, uh, some religious philosophies say that, you know, we might only be seven, eight, nine thousand years old. But that's not the case at all, is it? No, no, that's that would be impossible unless. Uh, well, if you think about it, the way it was explained to me once by a very, very smart 
woman who knew about religion, my mom. Yeah. You know, I, I asked her one time, I said, you know, mom, what about the dinosaurs? How do you explain the dinosaurs in the Bible? And she said, well, you know, God's time is a lot different from our time. So, you know, his time is what we think of as thousands of years could be a, a blink of an eye to him. So that's maybe that's it. If you believe in religion or deity or, you know, the God or whatever but maybe i don't know just throw that out there probably no sense of time you know i would think a, a supreme being a, a creator would really have no sense of time going back to these ancient civilizations there's some things that have piqued your interest things that you think cement these thoughts these theories have you got some you could share with us sure if you think if you think about it there's a lot of evidence maybe circumstantial or whatever you want to call it um that we that the civilizations are older humans have been around a lot longer there's been for instance in california a few years ago, there were some hikers who uh, who found it was a rock. It was a big stone. It broken in half, and inside what is what looked like a spark plug, and that was dated about two million years old. Now, how do you get a spark plug into a rock two million years ago? It doesn't happen. There's been instances where they have dug up uh, dinosaur bones, mammoth bones, whatever that look like they've been shot, that look like they have gunshot wounds in them. You know, the, the bones are broken in, in that type of fashion, as if they've been shot or hit with some sort of very powerful projectile, not a spear or anything like that. And back then, there wasn't even, man wasn't even supposed to be around. If you look at the Baghdad battery, uh, that's that's a, that's that's interesting too. However, it doesn't give up that much of a charge. Uh, in current theory, they think that it's it was used to gold plate metal for gold plating. That's it. That gives them just enough charge for that. But where did they get that? Where did they get that idea? Where did the ancient Egyptians get the idea to build pyramids? Where did they get the math? Where did they get the knowledge? It didn't just spring up. Somebody had to discover that, and it took a long time to think of that. Somebody, I think somebody gave it to them. I think at the end of the last ice age, something happened that wiped out a very advanced civilization that was here before the Egyptians. And I think that remnants of that civilization survived, and they're the ones that passed the knowledge off to them to create the pyramids, to create these huge building projects that the Egyptians had. As far as that, you know, you come to the Sphinx. Now, the Sphinx, now, according to uh, Dr. Robert Schock, who, who studied it, he's an archaeologist and he's a well-known scientist. He he believes that the Sphinx may be 100,000 years old or older than that. He's saying that it has uh, evidence of, of, of water erosion. Now, there's not a whole lot of water right now in Egypt, but hundreds of thousands of years ago, there was a lot. This place was like a savanna, and it was one time a jungle, and at one time it wasn't even at, at its current location on on the Earth. Continents move. The Sphinx, you know, he also sta stated that it's facing a certain constellation. It's not there now, but ten thousand years ago it was facing it. It was facing a certain constellation that happened to be there. The Earth's rotation around around has changed, and the Earth's axis has changed since then. It's a science so, procession. There's like a, a wobble exactly. in the air if it causes is our view of the stars to shift the sky right. the space we see changes i think it's about every twenty six thousand years you're also saying as well that about erosion from rainfall you know the sahara used to be home to plant life and lakes you know they say that could be eleven thousand to five thousand years ago or even further back we're not entirely sure yes that's that's correct and he also has another theory that, he, that recently that i read about that this sphinx could have actually been entirely underwater for a number of years that whole plane could have been flooded underwater so you know you just never know i i, I and i believe it you know you just look at that you look at the sphinx and you see erosion, you see water levels as if water has slowly evaporated, and you see the lines, 
and you see evidence of erosion and it just doesn't match it just doesn't match the pyramids they show no erosion they show no no evidence of water damage so it's just it's just not the same it just doesn't doesn't fit so how long ago do we think the sphinx was built because one theory was that like the original sphinx was carved from one giant piece of sandstone and it's been repaired and and rebuilt many times using different building techniques almost as if different contractors were on the job over many many years and they say it's not the original face and that the head is much smaller to the proportion of the body so do you think the egyptians found something and then they kind of made it their own and, and rebuilt it i think so i think that it was another civilization maybe it was the one that was the that was around during the last ice age towards the end of the last ice age and i think that's probably remnants of it of this civilization it could have been part of a larger complex it could have been uh, you're right the the head is disproportionate to the body so obviously something else was bigger and it was carved to to fit the face of that current pharaoh egyptians believed in a sky religion and the sky was a reflection of their lives their world and they said there's an astronomical alignment within the pyramids the shafts that point to the star systems do you think there was something relevant about the sphinx okay well i think that um Obviously, the Sphinx was already there, and I think it was a remnant of the last civilization towards the last Ice Age that, that existed towards the last Ice Age, and it was a remnant of that civilization. They built upon that. The people that survived gave them the the knowledge, the way to build these pyramids at that location. The Sphinx was already there. The surviving members of that civilization were probably trying to get them to build and recreate the civilization that they had before. Maybe that's as far as they got. Maybe it's as far as the knowledge they could pass on to them. To have it aligned the way it is is just remarkable the way they aligned it perfectly, north, south, east, and west. Um, it's almost impossible to do it nowadays, that have a building that aligned that well. So it's, it's just amazing the, the architecture and, and, and the means and math they had to create this, to create the pyramids. Not only one, but three of them. And to make it a representation of what they were seeing in the heavens above. It's, it's a copy of the Orion galaxy, Orion, or the, the Orion system. So the big question is, this advanced civilization predated the Egyptians, possibly, you know, older than the Babylonians and, and the Sumerians. Who were they? There is an idea there, um, theory that they could have been wiped out by one of solar flare, could have come in and wiped out their, their technology, their civilization. That it could happen very easily to us. If a solar flare came in, it'd wipe out the it wipe out our total electrical grid, it'd wipe out anything with a computer. You know, wipe, wipe it'd wipe out all our technology. A solar flare that was solar flare that was strong enough, it would do that. Or it could have been an asteroid strike that could have wiped them out and changed change the climate very radically um it could have been a number of things but i think eventually when you have such a such a civilization eventually it's going to wipe itself out eventually it's going to reach a peak where it's going to peak and then it's going to start going south just as ancient rome and ancient greece did uh, all these civilizations were at their peak and at the time they're most advanced civilizations on the planet and where are they now they're in ruins so i think that's what happens to all civilizations and it's probably going to happen to us if we had say you know don't want to be morbid don't want to frighten people like that but if it was a nuclear war on a global scale catastrophic the majority of the population is killed or they die from the after effect essentially the survivors are going to be put back in the stone ages and they're going to have all this tech lying about and some people will know how to use it build it or backward engineer 
television unit, but the majority of us, we won't know what to do. And they say that, I think it's within 10,000 years, nature would have just covered up everything. In 10,000 years, we could be back to stage we were as the Egyptians were, or the Sumerians. And we start again, and we rebuild that civilization, finding all these things. They might find, for example, find the Empire State Building ruins, and then they'll be like, I wonder what that was for. What were our ancients trying to do? Were they trying to reach space? And so on and so forth. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what's happened over and over and over again. I think there's been multiple civilizations that have reached where we're at that had the technology, similar technology that we had or more advanced technology. I believe that they actually went to the moon. They went to other planets. They went to the stars or they, they did something to that effect. They had that kind of technology. And, and Because if you think about it, you know, we have reached our level of technology in in the past few thousand years imagine how many civilizations can have risen and fallen in the past 200,000 years yeah. so you're telling me that humans it took them 100,000 200,000 years to reach our level of civilization you know it only started like 5 6,000 years ago it took us 5 6,000 years to go to the moon so that to, to me that's that the math just doesn't work stay tuned we will be right back after these important messages sixth books will take you to other worlds haunt you Open your mind and push you far beyond the veil of the unknown. Sixth Books is a leading publisher of books on the body, mind and spirit, the paranormal, consciousness, ancient wisdom and the afterlife. Explore today. Learn today. Open your mind today. Read today. Visit sixth-books.com today. The world as you know it is about to change. Hi there, my name is Claire Waters and I would like to invite you on an incredible journey. I have written a book based on my personal experiences called Raising Faith, a true story of raising a child's psychic medium. It's my family's extraordinary experiences with our young daughter's ability to communicate with spirits and the inspirational lessons learned on our journey. Raising Faith is currently available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle and wherever books are sold. Join me on this beautiful and incredible adventure. For more information on Raising Faith, visit my website, raisingfaith.co.uk, or my Facebook page, Raising Faith Book. See you there. The international chart-topping haunted horror of Haverford West has been described as terrifyingly real and must read, shocking and chilling brilliance, genuinely worrying and chilling. Utterly frightening, don't read before bed. Described as one of the spookiest writers out there, best-selling author G.L. Davies presents Haunted, Horror of Haverford West, the true paranormal account that is shocking the world. Dare you enter? Dare you read? Haunted, Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never have to live there. Do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content? The Paranormal Chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features. No sign-up, no subscription, just free reading and knowledge for you. Read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. I would be confident to say this is something I do enjoy obviously not as knowledgeable as you but it's something that certainly piques my interest and that I'm not talking necessarily about like say Cydonia and Mars and the face of Mars but you know when you find out there's a giant monolith 
on Phobos when you find out that there are possibly structures or remnants of an ancient civilization on Mars, which, you know, I'm not entirely convinced about, but I'm certainly interested by it. All these reports of, you know, I think they call unidentified lunar objects. And there's things, there's something that looks like a huge cannon. There's something that looks like a power plant. There's something that looks like a satellite dish. And yeah, there are explanations. Oh, well, a meteor strike could cause this effect and that effect. But sooner or later, you start to think you can't dismiss all of it. And I do believe, I think either something has come to us and has explored this region of space, including ourselves, or it's the other way around. And we've actually been so advanced, we may have possibly been an interplanetary or an interstellar race. Exactly. Exactly. And I think one of the reasons why we didn't go back to the moon and we haven't returned is because the astronauts found some sort of evidence and they don't want the rest of the world to know. They don't want, because it would change everything. It would, it would rewrite everything we believe in, every, everything. It would affect politics. It would affect people's religion. It, would, it could cause mass hysteria. It could do all kinds of things. You know? or, or nothing could happen at all. You, know, you never know. Oh, but no, I think there'd that's, be panic. That's why. Yeah. People would crumble because mm -hmm. I can't prove this. But I did read somewhere that all the major faiths of the world, all the major religions, they've basically got press releases ready for if we discovered intelligent life or sophisticated life appeared. And all these major religions have got a press release that where they would say mm -hmm. that it says, don't basically change anything. We're just part of a bigger world where, you know, God had bigger plans. Our faith had bigger plans than, you know, just what we know. And and they will start to say, oh, in the Bible, you know, they'll cement their place by saying, in the Bible, it talks about the heavens and the earth and so on. That's what they meant. So it would just be like a shift in direction of interpretation. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, like obviously people listening to the show right now, they're really open-minded because they wouldn't be listening. No one's listening to the show by accident going, oh, about ancient, you know, ancient worlds, aliens. People listening to this are probably quite comfortable with it. They've got their own views, opinions. Maybe agree, maybe they disagree, right? But they've got their own opinion. The majority of people out there, their world is going to crumble. They're not going to get it. You know, suicide's going to go up, looting, rioting. It's going to be despair and panic with a lot of people because we've been told for millennia this is the way to think. And any of us out there that think differently, and we talk about ancient civilizations, we talk about aliens and this and that. We're, we're, we're the crazy people. We're, we're, we're the nuts people when all we're doing is having an open mind. And that reminds me of something, right? When I was researching earlier, I remember doing some research on the caves of Altamira. And in Spain in 1875, a archaeologist, Marcelino Sanz de Santula, he's an amateur archaeologist, and he discovered these caves and they had a unique collection of prehistoric art. And he concluded that man had been around for longer than we first believed. However, the scientific community was reluctant to accept the presumed antiquity or the paintings or the notion we were far older as a race. Religious disciplines and scientific disciplines ruined him and he basically died penniless. And then after his death in 1902, uh, they found several other findings of prehistoric paintings. They actually realised it was true and we we're a lot older. There's always scope for change. You know, there's always scope for us to have an open mind and think, yeah, maybe we did go to the moon. Maybe we have been to Mars. Maybe we are hundreds of thousands of years older. Um, things change all the time. Discoveries are made that changes people's outlooks on different things. I mean, look, at one time we used to think the world was flat. Another time... Uh, Some people still do. They, you know, I think they just do it just for attention. Or Well, they actually proved, didn't they, last <clears throat> week? They accidentally <throat> proved, either last week or last month, that the world was curved. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, that shot from the balloon or whatever they did. Yeah, they, they saw the curve of the Earth. That's a different show, but with the flat Earthers, again, anybody is entitled to her opinion. And as we said, we you know nobody knows 100% sure what is reality, what is fact. Um, and they said we were contained within a dome. The, the flat Earther I spoke to, I said, who put the dome in? They don't know. It's like mm-hmm. they're happy to believe the world is flat, but the fact there's a dome and then there's basically like, you know, this projection of the moons and the stars and all. They, they haven't really investigated that. That's the thing that would concern me. Not proving the Earth is flat, but why is somebody put a dome above us? What is what is the end game? Is it the Truman Show? Is it an experiment? Is this a prison planet? That's fine, but that's a totally different we, show. We could be some alien kid science project sitting on his shelf in his room in a snow globe. <laughs> that's it. You know, we could be something like that. We could be anything. So going back to like the the ancient civilizations, your knowledge in this is very interesting. It's, it's more I want to know about. You're saying about going to the moon that they might have been to the moon. Is this something that is like captured imagination with that theory? Is this something that gives some credence to that? Well, yeah, it, it does because I've seen photos of of the moon before they were. I believe. NASA has, you know, uh, redacted them, uh, airbrushed them out, you know, and I've seen the difference of before and after, and it does look like there's something up there, some sort of structure, some sort of item, some object um, that they don't want us to see, and quite a bit of them. The Chinese had a lot of them that uh, obviously NASA couldn't get to, so they they published them or they, and they've released them, and you could see objects there, things that look like buildings, like you said, things that look like a large cannon, things that look like a bridge. You know, what are those things? Uh, not not everything is going to be, you know, like you said, from a meteor strike or, or whatever. So I, I think that they found some sort of evidence, some, something saying that we were there or something was there. They, that's why we haven't gone back. Interesting, because one day we're going to have to go back. They're going to make the lunar orbiter over the next couple of years. And there's a lot of people involved in that. It's not just NASA. You've got private companies like SpaceX. You've got European Space Agency. The Russians are creating a module. Sooner or later, and, and also more and more people are getting these high-resolution telescopic mm-hmm. cameras, and they're picking stuff up all the time. <laughs> you know, whether it's man-made or not, I don't know. But they're picking up stuff coming and going from the moon, lights on the moon, objects and structures on the moon. Sooner or later, the truth has to come out. We're going to find out one way or the other. Yeah, especially, you know, but then these private agencies like SpaceX, mm-hmm. they're probably, they probably told that, you you know, we'll, we'll give you the contract, but you don't talk about about anything without our permission you know that that could be something and that's that's highly likely that's that's just the way the government works there's the government does so much stuff in our name that's that's just ridiculous you know if we really knew the truth of what the government does i think you know people would be up in arms they wouldn't give a, a, a damn about the politics going on now if they knew what was really going on with the ancient artifacts you're saying about like the battery and i'm pretty sure that they found like ball bearings in deep underground in like a south african mine like a diamond mine yeah and these were man-made there was many of them they had grooves and they had like a substance in the inside when they were torn apart but for them to be there Mm-hmm. That would have been something like 1.5 billion years ago. Exactly. Very, very old. They, they've had like ball bearings, round objects, pieces of metal. They've had, they found uh, pieces of aluminum that are so pure that we can't even create them today. They're that pure. So it's it's just amazing. The objects that, that we have found, you know, under the ocean, everywhere. Do you believe that the ancient civilization was connected? Because there's lots of similarities with Egypt, with South America and Southeast Asia. They found mm-hmm. pyramids. They found one off the coast of Cuba underwater. They found uh, yeah. a complex, which was a lot older, off the coast of Japan. I think in America, they found some interesting things. In Turkey, were we a global society back before our yeah. civilization? 
Possibly, if not, then there maybe it's part of different civilizations that have been that have risen. If we weren't global, then there was other civilizations that that were in that part of the planet at the time that created these objects. Um, they might not be from the same time period, but they're very very ancient. Now another another area I'm gonna murder the pronunciation that you would you were talking to me before the show was the and this I I did know a lot about this Go Beckley Tepe. And Gobekli Tepe is uh, is located in Turkey, and uh, it's it's older than than Stonehenge. You know, it's it's about five ten thousand years older, five about five thousand years older than Stonehenge. And this is a complex. What they think it was a, a religious site. It's it's absolutely huge, and it has these. It's like a temple, and um, it's similar to Stonehenge um, in the fact that these are these are all oblong stones that have been placed around each other and on top of each other. And what what it looks like the the makers purposely buried this site purposely so i guess in order to preserve it or hide it or whatever but it was purposely buried and now that they found it they're they're digging it up and they've been digging it up for the past 10 years or so and they have found so many carvings on their different animals they have found carvings of uh, what looks like dinosaurs on on these pillars plants that uh, are no longer native to that area that they that they wouldn't have known about they come from another part of the planet so it's really amazing you know the the technology that it took to create this site you know and the and these were supposedly stone age people at the time they didn't have stone tools they didn't have the math they didn't have the engineering knowledge to create such a site i read something interesting yesterday researching for this and they said the humans that existed within the scheme of what we understand they would have had a basic understanding of agriculture okay so what this the research proposed is how come mm-hmm. people who were so primitive they had a basic understanding of agriculture suddenly one day said you know what we're going to make this monument we're going to use architecture we're going to use mathematics we're going to use geometry we're going to use new building techniques and we're going to build and and the carving the carving the stonemasonry was of something that shouldn't have been at that time. Exactly. We were a hunter-gatherer society, and then all of a sudden, almost overnight, you know, we went to, to agriculture, discovered agriculture, and how they do that. Well, I think that it could have been, and it possibly is, when you think of overnight on the time scale that we're thinking of, we're, it could be thousand, a thousand years. You know, it could be a few hundred years. You know, it's, it's just, a, you know, amazing that we just did it from a hunter-gatherer society to an agricultural society, but uh, and, and, but that was in stages. Not not the whole planet. Not everybody. Mm. Not all the people that were around. You know, all of a sudden, okay, we're all going to get together. We're all going to decide to start growing corn. No, that didn't happen. He had set, certain parts of the planet, certain certain areas that that were that were good for growing, and others not. And you had people that lived in the much northern climates that took them a lot longer to go into go into agriculture than it did people in the southern climates and the warmer climates. Now, controversial question, did we develop this, or were we assisted? Were we engineered? Were we given some help? Or did we just evolve, become very advanced, then something catastrophic happened? And that might have happened multiple times. Like in the Matrix, they say like our civilization been here seven times. Is it possible that we've gone stretched back a long time ago, or do you think that maybe possibly we were given a helping hand from a from an alien species? Well, you know that's that's a good question, and I think that maybe you know that it's a good possibility that we were. It's a good possibility that we were engineered to be on a to live somewhere else because if you think about it, humans they aren't made really 
to live here on Earth. Everything here is trying to kill you. <laughs> Whereas you have animals that, you know, like leopards and tigers and sharks and all that, they have evolved for their environments. Humans have not. You know, humans, you know, if you think about it, we have relatively thin skin, delicate skin. We burn. You know, the sun can burn us, you know, and then, you know, we can get scratched and cut and any little bit of bacteria could, could cause sepsis and kill you. You know, we're not particularly made, you know, we have to have coverings, unlike other animals, to live in cold climates, uh, things of that nature. We have to make ourselves adapt to a climate. We have to have protective clothing. If we evolved on on this planet, why did we evolve that way? Why are we so helpless at birth? If you think about it, animals, when they... Yeah, they're they're not really they're not they're helpless. Yeah, when they're when they're born, but they they're born with instincts on how to hunt, on how to take care of themselves, on what to eat. Many animals, you know, the the mom just leaves them and they're on their own and they can survive because they have a built-in instinct. Whereas humans don't. Humans have to be taught. Humans have to be raised. Humans have to be cared for. They have to be fed. So it's 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 a little different than you know how humans developed on this planet. It just doesn't make sense. And we kind of came out of nowhere as well. Exactly. You know, people say that, that we evolved from, from, you know, monkeys, apes, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, you had your, you know, you had your different type of species that evolved on this planet. Yeah, they did. But if you think about it, those species evolved so they could live on this planet. They had certain characteristics that helped them, whereas humans don't, you know, and there's no miss, there's a missing link. And, you know, where is it? Where's that link? that links us to the animal that we evolved from. What did we evolve from? And not only did we evolve, but we, we mastered the planet. Germination time is nine months. Everything could kill us. Like we drown, as you said, we mm -hmm. we die of a cold, die of starvation. We can drink dirty water and die. We can eat berries and die. There's wild creatures, super predators out there from, from wolves to bears to big cats. Our evolution would have been incredibly difficult. They say like an average age of like Stone Age man was like 30. If you got to 30, 35, he was old. You know, a lady was old. An amount of people would have died in childbirth or of disease. Things like cancer and all would have existed then. Uh, it would have been some form of cancer. It's not like a new thing. Cancer's always been there so how we survive people argue well our super ability whereas a shark can swim really fast a big teeth or a, a puma can run and big claws ours was our brain and that we could adapt to use tools it would have been so touch and go that we made it at all because we were so vulnerable exactly that leads you to think you know how did we survive how did how did we survive to to take over the planet you know, we had to have some sort of help because we could, I don't think we could have done it on our own. I think we could have survived on our own. If you look at a, a newborn baby, it's helpless, completely helpless. Now try to raise that kid in a savanna in Africa or wherever with no neonatal care, no nothing, no, with no help whatsoever. You're just, it's just you and you're by yourself and you have no access to anything, to any food. What the hell are you going to feed that kid? You know, mother can only breastfeed for so long. It makes you think makes you wonder is it possible like is a crazy theory we traveled back in time and that's why we're finding these things like bits of metal and rock and ball bearings and these ancient artifacts and we traveled back in time we had to then work with what we what was left maybe we were trapped and we had to start again and i think that's pretty much a spoiler yeah i think that was pretty much the plot for Battlestar galactica well, they came from another another star system. The people in Battlestar Galactica, they were originally spawned from Earth, wasn't it? And then they spread across the solar systems and then... No, it was the other way around. They oh, but they came from an Earth-like planet, wasn't it? They it came... was an Earth-like planet, yeah, but it wasn't Earth. It wasn't Earth. They ended up settling on Earth. They ended up settling yeah. on Earth. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and if you if you look at the the last version of Battlestar Galactica, that was two they they landed on Earth two hundred fifty thousand years ago. Hence, that's how we developed our civilization. So. so remember that one scene when they're looking at the primitive yeah. humans and one of them saying we can mate with them we don't think enough like we just accept it the turkish and the egyptian governments are so heavy-handed when it comes to research on these ancient sites and these ancient ancient uh, monuments um i was doing some research on the uh, gobekli tepe site and the turkish government you know they've stopped people doing this they've they've uh, they postponed that they put time limits on this when let's all just go there get the best minds on the planet and do thorough research because it's only going to benefit it's going to benefit turkey because a it could show that they were the origins of ancient civilization and b just the tourism and the, and, and the science research you get from that and the egyptian government again it's so hard for certain people to get permits to go and explore and do more research they've got a rubbish tip and a military base now in the region of giza the pyramids are, are you just trying to hide it or aren't you bothered is it not important to you because I think everyone who's listening to this show, who's specifically tuned into the show, is interested and they want to know more. To develop more ideas, to do more research. Because how incredible would it be to say, hey guys, we're a lot older. We've actually worked a lot harder as a race and we've actually done a lot more. That's something that should be celebrated, not hidden. Yeah, and that's true. But, you know, you're going to have a lot of scientists with egg on their face. You know, you're going to have, it's going to change things politically. It's going to, you know, cause, uh, cause a lot of people to think and probably start questioning society and the governments that we have now it would be a problem so that's why they don't want us to know you look at sumerian history you know it's not even it's not even mythology it's to them it was history that they you know that these gods were here these alien Mm -hmm. beings handed them knowledge of language and husbandry and agriculture and all this good stuff and we we started that that's when we began and then you look at some of the uh, religious texts in india of these huge battles you know men fighting in aircraft against aliens giant pyramid like structures nuclear wars in sodom and gomorrah you know there's a lot of evidence they found that green glass and uh, the archaeologists took it to geologists and said hey where would you get this glass and the guy said i got loads of it and he took him to where it was he had loads of this green glass said where do you get this from he went the manhattan project so technically sodom and gomorrah was the site of a nuclear blast which fits in with the story of the destruction of sodom and gomorrah yeah exactly and so there's some places in india that have that that glass as well it's uh, caused well you know i've heard it can be also be caused by a meteor strike but there's no evidence of a meteor strike but this glass it's only created from very high pressure and normally yes that would be a, a nuclear explosion it's insane to think that conceivably we had mm-hmm. nuclear weapons before we had nuclear weapons or someone else was here who had nuclear weapons and they were making some very big decisions on our behalf. Exactly. Could have been somebody, you know, aliens, whatever you want to call it, and they thought they were gods, and that's where we get our, our concept of that. Um, so that's it's something to think about, and I think they need to research that quite a bit more, but they won't, because, you know, it's like, again, it's going to cause a lot of questions. It's going to rewrite everything, and they don't want to do that. Do you think that the Atlantis mythology is maybe something that could be real? It could be, you know, but uh, they've looked for it for so long and for so many years and everything's pretty much inconclusive. You know, some people say, yeah, we found it. It's it's over here. It's over here in the Mediterranean or it's over here in the Atlantic or, you know, wherever. Uh, but I don't know. I think I think that is uh, is maybe another civilization that was around that wiped itself out. But, you know, whether it uh, fell into the ocean or blew itself up or whatever. Um, I don't think they're really going to find a, a, an actual spot where where it was. 
it could be anywhere, anywhere in the world, you know, because if they had that kind of advanced civilization, they could have traveled all over the world. So it could be anywhere. It could be, you know, the middle of North Dakota for all we know, and nobody's found it. How advanced do you think we were? What do you think we were capable of? I think that we actually did go to the moon. If it wasn't this civilization, this, this previous one from the last Ice Age, I think it could have been another one. But I think that we were that advanced. I think that humans, uh, like I said, they reach a peak. Civilization reaches a peak, and then it goes down. It goes south. It can only go so high. It can only get so advanced. And I think we're close to that right now where we are now. I think that we're headed for a downturn if, they, if we don't change. So I think that, yeah, we did go, whether it was like, again, civilization from the last ice age or it was another one previous or maybe even previous to that or maybe even further than that. By the pictures on the moon, by the objects on the moon, I would say it was probably when it was way back in our past that we were there. It was so advanced. It was so long ago that they that they left no trace. That, you know, the Earth's pretty much just swallowed everything up because you have to remember um, during the Ice Age and even right now, there's glaciers that are a mile thick. We can't get down there. You know, who knows what's down there? It could yeah. be a whole city that's down there underneath these glaciers and we're never going to, we won't know. You know, they were covered up thousands of years ago. So there's places on Earth that we haven't dug. There's places on Earth that we haven't explored. Who knows what's under there? Who knows what's under your own feet? Um, we will do a follow-up show very, very soon. So thank you so much. What a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on, Gabby. It's always a pleasure to be on and, and speak with you about a range of interesting topics. Please come back whenever you want, because I know we've got some big plans for the future. We'll get Event Horizon online radio back on. And my love to you and your family, and have an amazing day in El Paso, Texas. Oh, you too, Gabby. You take care. Thanks again. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So there we have it. You can email Dave at eventhorizonshow at gmail.com or follow him on Facebook at Event Horizon Internet Radio Talk Show. Please feel free to contact us with your views and opinions. Stay tuned for episode three as I present to you one of the most powerful, heartbreaking and inspiring interviews I have ever conducted. And must for those suffering through grief and loss. I will be talking to Andrew D. Bentley about his book, High Love Still Connected, which deals with the tragic death of his wife and how she still remains a huge part of his life. The evidence, the paranormal activity he discusses, will have even the most sceptic of you scratching your head. It is truly incredible, and to make it even more amazing, Andrew is a scientist. Stay tuned for episode three. Before I leave you with how you can win a signed copy of Haunted Horror of Haverford West, some final thoughts. While pondering the true origins of the human race, I began to think about Plato and his account of Atlantis. Did such a place exist? In the whole of Western literature, there are only two accounts of the mythical lost continent of Atlantis. Yet today we are still fascinated by the Atlantis story. Plato wrote, But afterwards there occurred violent earthquakes and floods, and in a single day and night of misfortune, all your warlike men and a body sank into the earth, and the island of Atlantis in like manner disappeared, into the depths of the sea. Sleep well. The Paranormal Chronicles. Welcome all to a new season of the Paranormal Chronicles, and here is your chance to win the chat top in Haunted Horror of Haverford West. 
I am your host, GL Davis, author of the best-selling haunted horror of Hafford West and founder of theparanormalchronicles.com, broadcasting to you from beautiful Pembrokeshire. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting. You are amazing. Thank you so much. And over the next few months, I shall be presenting lots of interviews and features in batches so you can binge listen to some of the top paranormal and spiritual people in the world discussing some incredible and out-of-this-world subjects. It's all chiller and no filler so please like subscribe or follow so you never miss a thing to celebrate our new series myself and our show sponsor sixth-books.com would like to give you the opportunity to win a signed copy of my bestseller haunted horror of haverford west in fact we have two copies to give away here is what you can win the international chart-topping haunted horror of haverford west has been described as terrifyingly real and must read Shocking and chilling brilliance. Genuinely worrying and chilling. Utterly frightening. Don't read before bed. Described as one of the spookiest writers out there, best-selling author G.L. Davies presents Haunted Horror of Haverford West, the true paranormal account that is shocking the world. Dare you enter? Dare you read? Haunted Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never have to live there so to win a signed copy of haunted horror of haverford west you can either email paranormalchronicles at aol.com with the subject win or follow the paranormal chronicles on instagram at the paranormal chronicles or you can do both get two chances i'm cool with that we will pick one winner from our followers on instagram and one from our email entry the signed copies of haunted horror of Halford west include shipping worldwide wherever you are you can enter normal terms and conditions apply our decision is final and the closing date is may 29th 2019 so good luck winners will be contacted and announced on this podcast series so make sure you are following or subscribing over the series thick-books.com and the paranormalchronicles.com will be giving away more paranormal goodness so never miss an upload and we will always endeavor to give you the best content and whenever we can free stuff as a thank you for listening and if you want something free and awesome right now you can read the free paranormal chronicles digital magazine and here's how thank you and enjoy do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content the paranormal chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features no sign up no subscription just free reading and knowledge for you read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine you have been listening to the paranormal chronicles network do sleep well 